Uh, just once again, it's, it's, it's an honor to be here in Fort Wayne with you guys. And uh, This is a great church. Pastor Al is a great leader, and I just, I just want to honor him. It's a pleasure working with him. And uh, he is an anointed man of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, what I want to talk about today, uh, the name of Jesus is connected to power, but I, I want to talk about the power of God. Actually, the, the message, I titled this message, uh, I believe the Holy Spirit gave it to me, uh, Victory is Our Default Mode. In other words, I'm not trying to get victory. We got victory. And I, I was... Pastor Al told me Monday at our meeting I was going to be ministering, and for some reason the enemy attacked me. Monday and Tuesday I had a pain in my leg, unusual. I, I don't, you know, I go through what, something I ate, what, it, you know, you try to figure out, but you resist it. Amen? Our, our mode is resistance to sickness and to pain. Amen? And no matter who you are, we walk in divine health. We walk in victory. Amen? But no matter who you are, you're subject to get attacked by the enemy in your body, your finances, whatever. Amen? I mean, that's, that's why the Bible says be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. He's seeing who he may devour. I say he may not devour us. Amen? Say he may not devour me. Amen. Amen. Because we have our armor on and, and we walk in uh, the, the, the blessings of God. Amen? And we, we, we walk in, we're, we're prayers, we're, we praise him, we're, God has made us righteous, and we, but we have an adversary. Amen? But anyway, when... When that went on for about two days, just pain and uh, a weakness, and uh, but uh, as I was standing Wednesday morning, I woke up and I just when I got out of bed, it was like every symptom was gone, and I was just praising God. And you, you know, just normal, just normal is wonderful. Normal is wonderful because victory is our default mode. Actually, I heard, those, I heard the words when I was driving Wednesday. I was driving to the gym. And I was, I was, it was just good to feel normal, you know, to feel, feel the joy, of the, you know, just to feel like you, you're supposed to feel full of energy, full of life, you know. And, uh, and then that, that's where I heard that. I was driving, and it says, victory is my default mode. And then right after that, I heard, I, I said it, and Holy Spirit's in me, so he and I say things together, you know. Sometimes you don't know if it's him or if it's you. He's in my spirit. I'm one with him, right? And, uh, and that's how he speaks to us a lot of times. But right after I heard, victory is my default mode, I said, just shortly after that, healing is my default mode. Amen? I'm not trying to get healed. Amen? I'm not trying to get the victory. I think of... Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? That, that's a verse, that it, right before it, it says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? 
The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? He got the victory for us. We're more than conquerors. Amen? Because he conquered the enemy. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen? And rescued us. And we get, and we get to enjoy the victory. We get to enjoy the spoils. Amen? Oh, Holly. And we're going to enjoy it throughout eternity. Amen? And this earth life is just a short part of what he's got for us. Amen? And, and we want to finish strong in this earth life. And this is, this is, a, this is a privilege. This, this life, to live in the hour we're living in right now, it is a privilege. I was thinking about this as we were driving from Indy. I was thinking, the Bible's been calling the day we live in right now the, the last days for 2,000 years. We're living in the last days of this earth, this, this realm. There's, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. There's a life beyond this. You know, but it's a privilege. If you get this, it's a privilege. You know, I, I, we, we go to trip. We're, our plan is over triple figures. The Bible says you can have a 120 years, you know. But no matter how many years, this, this, it's a privilege to be living right now. Amen? In this hour, in, in the hour that we could be here when Jesus comes to this earth. Because he's coming. He's coming. Amen? Hallelujah. And, and, and it's just a privilege. And so, uh, and this is the only realm that we're going to have to deal with a devil or an, an enemy. His time is short. He knows his time is short. Amen? That's why he bothers you. Amen? But victory is your default mode. Amen? He's just trying to steal the victory. Say, I have the victory. I'm not trying to get healed. I'm not trying to get the victory. I have the victory. Jesus got the victory for me. Oh, amen. Amen. Praise God. In Ephesians, I want to start right there. There's a Paul. He, he said in Ephesians 3, or verse 3 of chapter 1, he said, uh, pray, thanks be... Praise God the, 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 who, who uh, he's already given us the victory. He's already, um, let me look it up because it's not coming to me right now. 1-3. Uh, let's see. In 1-3 he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He, you're already blessed. Amen? You already, he's already blessed you with victory. Amen? He's already blessed us with healing. Amen? And now, what we need to do, we, we were blinded, but now we see. And now, he's opening up our eyes to see and to be able to enjoy what legally and rightfully belongs to us that Jesus purchased for us. Amen? So he's already, say, I'm blessed. I'm not trying to get blessed. I am blessed. And I am a blessing. 
Amen? So Paul starts the, the book of Ephesians talking that kind of talk. And then he's, if, when you get down to verse 16, he's talking to, the, to them, and he's got a prayer there. Actually, he prays a prayer in Ephesians 1, and he also prays a prayer in Ephesians 3 for the Ephesians. And, and, uh, and uh, I, I remember when I first heard this many years ago, Kenneth Hagin, he, he said, uh, you ought to pray those prayers for yourself. We ought to pray them for ourselves, and we ought to pray them for other people. I pray them for other people all the time, and when I'm praying them for other people, I'm benefiting, because I'll say, and I, and, and I think, it, you know, I, I'll let, when I'm praying it, I'm praying it for you maybe. I'm, so, I'm benefiting from that prayer, because it's the Word of God. Amen? But I remember Kenneth Hagin said he prayed that prayer for, uh, uh, you know, Several times a day, he would go over to his parsonage, and you know he was a pastor at that time, and he would read those prayers and pray it for himself. And he said he did that uh, not just hit and miss, but consistently. And he said he did that for like about six months. He says after six months, after praying those two prayers in Ephesians one and three, he says that uh, he said I learned more. God showed me more, and I learned more about the Bible and about God in six months' time than, than, than in 14 years being in the ministry and 16 years being a Christian. You ought to pray those prayers. <laughs> Amen? But anyway, let's, let's, let's look what the prayers are. He says in verse 16, he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, God wants us to know some things, that we might know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his, his inheritance in the saints. We're heirs. We have an inheritance. And, and this is the verse that I'm going to really highlight. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wor worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above, all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. And he's put all things under his feet. They're under Jesus. All things are under his feet, Jesus' feet. Amen. Well, where is Jesus? He's at the right hand of the Father. Where is his body? Where is his feet? We are his body. These things are under our feet. Amen. He put all things, say all things. All things, would that include cancer? Would that include uh, pain? All things, and they're under our feet. And Paul's praying that the Ephesians and us could get a revelation of this. And of all the, that our eyes would be open, that we would understand what we have what Jesus did, and we're, we're on our way learning. We haven't arrived, like I heard Pastor Al say last week. We, he, I'm not, he said, I'm not a, I haven't arrived. 
but I've, I've left. <laughs> Praise God. And, and, and we're, we're learning, amen? And we are going, this Christian life ought to be this for everyone. You ought to be going from one victory to another because that's your default mode, amen? Some people go from one disaster to another disaster to and it and you know what that does that's the devil he tries to beat you down amen but we ought to be beating him down amen he's under our feet amen glory to god and put all things under under his feet and gave him to be the head of over all things to the church which is his body the fullness we are the fullness of him Hallelujah, who fills all in all. But I want to, what I want to really bring out in this is verse 19, where he prayed that what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Paul, that word power there is the Greek word dunamis. Anybody heard of that word? It's, I always think of, uh, Acts 1.8, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power, amen, to be a witness. So when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes in you, and then we get filled with the Holy Spirit. But, but uh, power comes with the salvation, amen, and with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, amen. But this... This prayer, he says, uh, uh, he, it says, the exceeding greatness of his power. And notice what it says. It says, to us who believe. So this power is to us who believe. And, and he, look what it's according. It's according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the Father. This power that is to us word, say it's to me. I mean, there's different trans... New King James says to us word. Uh, a couple other trans... The NIV says that this power is for us. This power is for us. This power is... To us, King James says, toward us. It's to us. It's for us. Uh, the RSV version say, says, it's in us. What is in us? See, see, I'm, I'm, I want you to, I want to emphasize this word power. You know why? Because Paul emphasized it. That word power, dunamis, is in the New Testament 120 times. And I, I went and looked at how many times Paul talked about it, and it was over 50 times that he talked. Paul talked a lot about the power of God. Amen? So if he talked about it, we ought to, we ought to be talking about it. He, Paul, Paul prayed about it. He said for us to pray about that power, to talk about that power, to be conscious of the power. And what is that power? Praise God, Resurrection Sunday is next week. That power is the power that when Jesus died, the resurrection power 
was there there was a power exerted and 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 it's described in by Paul in New King James version as as a uh, uh, exceeding greatness i mean exceed in other words big and great this power was great and why was it it was the greatest power ever been exerted anywhere because every demon, Satan, and his whole army opposed this resurrection of Jesus, but he couldn't stop it. And God says, I want you, Paul says, I want you to know about that power. And Paul says, pray for yourself this prayer. And he said, this power is in you, and it's in me. This resurrection power, that's awesome to me. I was telling Nita on the way here, I remember when I was first saved, I, I knew there was something in this prayer and in this verse, and I'm just saved like maybe a couple few years, but I remember I was with some other young brothers, we're in our 20s, you know, and I was uh, talking about this prayer and this verse, and I was saying uh, that this power to us word, I was emphasizing, it's, to, it's for us. I said, that power's in us. And this other brother he kind of shot me down. He was younger than me in the Lord and in age. And I'm just in my 20s. And, and I'm think, I was surprised that he wasn't, that he, I'm thinking, where did he get that religion? I thought he wasn't even over church. Somewhere he got that religion because he couldn't handle that that power is in us and for us. And he kind of was trying to shoot me down, you know, like I was being disrespectful. No, that, that's God and that's it. Yeah, but it's for us. He did it for us. Amen? Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, let me just, the other translations describe, uh, the King James says, the exceeding greatness. Uh, the CSB says, immeasurable greatness. Another one says, incomparable power. Another version says, unlimited. Another version says, New American Standard, says, surpassing greatness. Another one says, incredible greatness. I mean, these people that were translating the Bible, they, they couldn't even come up with the, they had to use all these words, and it still doesn't touch what this power really is. It's exceedingly great. It's immeasurable. It's incomparable. It's unlimited power. This is an unlimited power. It's a surpassing. What does it surpass? It surpasses every other power. And there are other powers. There are powers that, 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 uh, that oppose you. I think of the verse right now. I don't know if it's one of my verses or not. But... Uh, uh, Luke 10, yeah, it is one of my verses, if you're following along on the app. <laughs> Luke uh, 10, 19, uh, let me just quote it. it. It says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. See, there's a, the enemy's got some power but we have the surpassing power. Amen? 
And it says nothing. That verse says nothing shall by any means hurt you. Why? Because you're so strong? No, I'm trusting in the resurrection power that, that, that and by the way, that power that lifted Jesus up, that raised him from the dead, amen? That, when he was raised, if you go over to chapter 2, Nita and I was just talking about this recently, the, the amazing things in chapter 2 of Ephesians. But that's not even my message today, but it's, but it's great. It says, when Jesus was raised, when he, it says, we were, Ephesians 2, 6, look it up when you get some time later on today, you'll get blessed. It says that we were quickened, that word means made alive. We were made, when Jesus was made alive, he was dead. When he was made alive, we were made alive. How could that be? I wasn't even born yet. I was born in 1955. (laughs) Because in the mind of God, all of us, Jesus is our representative. When he was was made alive, I was made alive. Amen? When we were born, when I was born as a baby, I was born into sin. But God had, had already paid the price, Jesus paid the price, for you and me to be born all over again. To be born again. Amen? And when we got born again, we passed from death to life. Amen? It had already been done. I could have got, I didn't get saved till I was 25, but I could have got saved at 8. It was when I believed it that that power did something to me. Amen? And I'll tell you what, the day I got saved, I experienced that power. You know, Paul, you know, I believe one one of the reasons Paul, he he was excited about that power because the way he got saved. I can relate to the way he got, Paul got saved. Paul was, he was, he was thinking he was, he was self-righteous. He was a Pharisee. He said, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. But he says he counts it all dung. After he got saved, I count it all dung. <laughs> Anybody know what dung means? <laughs> Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But Paul, he was breathing out cruelties against the Christians. And he was on the road to Damascus because he had papers that says, I can, I'm gonna, I'm gonna arrest some Christians. That's how that was his attitude. He hated Christians who, who's who's trying to take away from our religion, our Jewish way of life. Amen. He was strong in what he was doing. But he was on the road to Damascus and the power of God. That power we're talking about right now, that power that he, he says you ought to pray about in Ephesians 1, he said, that power hit me. And, and it, says, uh, it says, suddenly, there was a great light, brighter than the new, <laughs> noonday sun, and it knocked him down to the ground. Well, that, that sounds like power to me. Amen. See, he experienced it the very first day that he met Jesus. That's why he talked about it so much, and he wanted to know more about it. He learned about it, and he teaches us about it. Amen? 
Hallelujah. And I, and I relate to it because the day I got saved, August 17th, 1980, I came from drugs and sin, and I was bound for years doing drugs every day. And when I got saved, I went to a church, somebody invited me, and I was not expecting any, I was expecting the power of God as about as much as Paul was expecting to experience what he experienced. But uh, the guy invited people, the preacher invited people up to come up for prayer. And, uh, and the only, this is a whole long story. I'm on trying to make it down to about 60 seconds or less. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so I, one lady makes a move to go up, and I thought, that kind of encouraged me because I think, well, I think I'll have him pray over me too. That's all I'm thinking. And, uh, and he prayed, you know, he asked me, what do you want prayer for? And I told him, I'm just sick and tired of just getting high and sick and tired of, of I need a change. Well, that was my, God saw my heart. Glory to God. And uh, so, so I wasn't expecting him to say, what do you want prayer for? I was just saying, expecting him to say a prayer over me and maybe my luck would change. That, that's my whole mentality at that time. But uh, he prayed in a, you know, a little quiet prayer, and I just kind of ease out the church, and, and I, hopefully my luck would change. That's all I was expecting. That was the best. I, that was the best I could even think about. You know, I knew I wasn't ready to get saved. You know, I knew I wasn't ready. I'm 25 years old. I'm not ready to get saved. I want to be saved at some time, but I got a lot of things I want to do first. But I'm pretty desperate. I'm getting kind of tired of my life. You know, I'm really at a point of, uh, but I don't think in my mind I'm ready to serve, you know, to live for God and go to church and all that stuff. You know what I mean? But he put his hands on me and started praying for me real loud, casting the devil out of me. And praise God, the devil came out of me in that power. I just relate to what Paul, I didn't fall down to the ground. I didn't see light, but I felt power. I felt power surge through me. I'm crying like a baby. It, it, it overwhelmed me. And not only the power, I felt the love. I'm saying, God, I don't deserve this. On the inside, I'm, as it's happening, I knew I didn't deserve it, but his power just kept working in his love, and that's what changed my life. And I was instantly uh, delivered from drugs. I knew I wasn't. I, I knew. I knew that moment. I, wasn't, huh, there, I knew I wasn't doing drugs anymore. And, and uh, I'm just talking about the power of God, but glory to God. I, I want to just. I think we'll get blessed just by looking at some verses about the power of God. But first of all, we'll, we'll look at that prayer in, in Ephesians 3 as well. Uh, Ephesians 3.14, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might. Let's say this together. I want you to read this part together with me, okay? To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Say it again. Strengthened with might in his spirit in the inner man. Amen? That word might is the same word dunamis. 
power. Paul's still talking. He's got two prayers, and he puts that word in there in both of them. He wants us to know about the power. Amen? And, And that's a good prayer for you to pray for yourself. I pray it right now for you. I pray it for us. Father, I pray, hallelujah, that the, the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, Lord, that you would right now, everyone in here, that we would be strengthened, let's say it together, strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. Amen. And he prayed about the love after that, but I want to move on. That's a good, but you ought to pray that prayer also. Uh, and I, I guess because until I was, was going to talk about the power of God, I never really realized that that word might was the word dunamis until I started looking at things for this message, you know. But anyway, and, and Peter talked about this, this power also. Paul talked about it a lot, but Peter, John talked about it. But I just want to give you one verse, uh, 2 Peter. I, if you, I don't know if it's on your app or not, I... But uh, if it, do you have Second Peter there, or is it, I accidentally gave them First Peter? So I hope you got Second Peter. But I'm on, if you if, if you got First Peter, disregard it. Let me read Second Peter, chapter two, or chapter one, verse two and three. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Do you guys have that up on the screen? Do you see that one? Uh, Anyway, his divine power. What was Peter talking about? He was talking about what Paul talked about, that resurrection power. And, And he says, through that divine power, We've been given all things already. That resurrection power gave it all to us. Amen? And he says he wants grace and peace to be multiplied and for, uh, so, so, that, uh, so that we would have knowledge of what we really have. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, let's go to Romans 1. Because I, I just want to give you, you know what, you'd, you'd get blessed just looking up the words, I got blessed, just looking up the words for dunamis and going through some of them. And I got blessed, but here's one of them. Pastor Al's been sharing this verse the last couple of weeks, kind of, he hadn't been expounding a lot, but it, I've been, it's been, I've been, my ears been hearing it, because this verse is such a great verse. Paul, in Romans 1, 16, Paul said, For I am not ashamed... Are you, you guys got it there on the screen? Let's read it together if you got it. Ready? Read. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. He wasn't ashamed of that gospel. He wasn't ashamed. You know what the gospel is? 1 Corinthians 15, about the first four verses, I don't have those down there that, you know, but they tell you what the gospel is. It says how God uh, sent Jesus and that Jesus, that he suffered, he died, he was buried, and he rose again. That's the gospel. When we, when we share the gospel, 
this verse is this verse is so so important. I really have this verse really changed my life because what this verse tells me when I'm speaking the gospel, the power of God is available. Amen. When you're talking to somebody and you're mentioning the truth of God's word, the gospel, power is there for that person to get saved. You know, or here's another, it's there for him to get healed because that word, it says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. Salvation is our sins forgiven in a new creature, right? But salvation is healing, deliverance, safety. Amen? It, salvation really covers any, any kind of bondage. Any bondage, that power is bigger than it. It's the exceeding greatness. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so be aware of that. That when you're talking to somebody, don't just tell them nice story. You know, if you're going to talk, I mean, when you're talking the word, that's why when I started seeing these things, I said, I got to have the word. I want to know the word. I got to speak the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Pastor Al shared a verse, Philemon 1.6. The communication, it's not on the notes but it's a good verse, it's coming to me right now, that the communication of our faith would be uh, effectual through the acknowledging of every good thing that's in us. Your faith becomes powerful when you acknowledge, I got that power in me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen? Sickness can't live in my body. And then put a verse to that to prove it. Amen? He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains. Glory to God. Okay, let's look at verse, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 1.18. I love this verse. Hallelujah. It's, uh, it's there on the app. It should be there on the screen. You got it? All right, let's read it together. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved... It is what? It is what? The preaching of the cross is the power of God. Every time I see a person with a cross on, I think of that verse. And I mean, there's been probably over the years, dozens of times I struck up a conversation, you know, with them, quoting that verse. <laughs> Praise God. First uh, Corinthians, look at this, First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5. Paul is saying this. I'm just remind I want you to see that this power is available to us. It's in us. It's for us and we ought to talk about it. We ought to be conscious of it because the more you're conscious of it and talk about it, the more it shows up. Amen. And he said, and this is a verse every time I preach. And I not just not only when I'm getting ready to preach but every time that I preach, I always quote this verse, getting to get, get, you know, when I'm praying. And let's read it. Are you ready? Let's read it together. Ready? Read. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. 
that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. What was Paul saying? He was saying, when I speak that power that I talked about back there in chapter 1, that resurrection power, I expect it to be manifested. Amen? And we ought to expect it because that same power that was in Paul is in us. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. I'm about ready to preach myself happy. <laughs> but I was already happy. <laughs> Glory to God. And here's another goodie. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. You ought to dig up some of these for yourself. <laughs> or just take the app and go over these. But he says, are you ready? Let's read it together. Ready? Read. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in that's how the gospel ought to be showing up. And you know what? You know what? He says, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sakes. That power, when, when you know about it, and you see, so you got to believe in it. I'm, I'm about halfway through with my verses, but we're done. But I'll tell you what, part two is good. This is part two. This, this, that was part one. And really, that was warm up. I'm not, you know, and you know, I know, praise God, you're, you're my family. You know, you know I'm bragging on Jesus. I'm bragging on his word. See that young man back way back in the 80s. He couldn't handle it when I was saying that power's for us. It's in us. He couldn't handle it. He shot me down. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless his heart. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen? It's the power of God. And I'll tell you what, that power... It will heal your body. Amen? Uh, maybe I can give you 60 seconds of part two. Jesus, in Luke 5, 17, he was preaching. And he said, uh, the Pharisees were all in there, a, a multitude. They, it, was, it was when they lowered the guy down in the, in, the house, in the roof. They cut the hole in the roof. I mean, it's packed in there like sardines. And a bunch of them were Pharisees. And it says, uh, I'll just give you the verse. It says that uh, Luke 5, 17, it says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Jesus was, what was he doing? He was teaching, right? How come, why was that power there available? That power was there because Jesus was preaching the gospel. In other words, the, the power that, that, we're, that we're supposed to get familiar with in, in, in Ephesians 1, in that prayer, that power is made available when we preach, when we speak that's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God. 
I'm going to talk it everywhere. You can arrest me. You can throw me in prison. You can threaten to kill me. But this power is unstoppable. And, and I'm not, and I'm going to do it until I've finished my course with joy. That's what Paul said. Amen. That's how confident he was in the power of God to protect. And he knew people needed to know that there's a power for them to be healed, for them to be freed. Amen. That power has freed us. It doesn't matter what the attack is. See, I got to remind my, you know, I got, we all got to remind ourselves of this. Amen. But that power is greater. That's why First uh, John 4, 4 is so wonderful. He says, he says uh, that the greater one lives in us. Greater is he that's in us. He's in there, and you know what else is in there with him? That power is in there. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. Lord, thank you for uh, understanding and revelation. I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to... Uh, uh, just keep this in our forefront uh, so that we can be more effective in our life, living it for you, Jesus. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, I just, I just want to give you an opportunity if, you don't, uh, if you've never received Jesus. Let me just pray a prayer. And the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, You'll be saved. See, because that power's already been, that power's already been exerted on on every human being's behalf, and when a human being agrees with it by saying yes, I believe that Jesus that you did that for me, and I receive it, and then you confess it with your mouth. The Bible says a, the, a big miracle takes place, and that you're saved. And you may not feel. That's another thing about the power of God. You may, you may feel power, you may not feel power. It doesn't matter. It's really important that you know that this power is real whether you feel it or not. When I lay hands on somebody, they don't have to feel anything. But, they, but, but you know what they, they, I need to convince them of? That power went into you, and it's working in you. And when you go home, and I, and I go home, and we part our ways... Remember that power is in you and, and be talk and think about it and, and believe that it's working and expect that it's changing the condition. Amen. You got to hold on and believe that. But the, but you know, anyway, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We believe that uh, you sent Jesus, that he died for us. He paid the price for our salvation and I want a part of that. I, I believe he did it for me. And I, I turn from my sin, and I receive salvation in Jesus. Amen. I tell you what, if you pray a simple prayer like that, you go from death to life, and God imparts eternal life in you. And then uh, the thing to do is you get a Bible, and you get hooked up with some Christians that know something about God, and you find out what this great thing is now. And... Uh, we want to give you material. We, we could give, if, if you here uh, prayed that, uh, then uh, would you raise your hand? If, if anybody here prayed that for the first time, I believe we're mostly saved, but if somebody 
Did anybody pray that for the first time by any chance? Uh, anyway, if you did, um, we have material to give to you. And just check with somebody on the, in the back there, and they can give you material in your hands. And if you're watching online, uh, there's a button there. If you click that, we'll be sure to get material into your hands as well. Amen? Okay, so what is it now? Announcements? Nita's going to come up and do the announcements. Thank you, you guys, for your gracious ears. <laughs> I was so blessed. You know, I was so blessed. Uh, uh, Jeremiah Johnson, who was here a couple weeks ago, I was so blessed that when he got done preaching, he just says, well, he, I, li- I like the way he walked. I think I'll do it. He said, well, th- thank a lot for your time. Y'all have a good day. 